0: Welcome to the Sleep Apnea Podcast presented by sleepapnea.org, the American Sleep Apnea Association. It is the mission of the American Sleep Apnea Association to improve the lives of sleep apnea patients. We accomplish this mission through education, services, peer support, research, and advocacy. Go to sleepapnea.org for more information. Today we're talking to Christina Simonik. She's a speech pathologist, part of an interdisciplinary team at Stanford. She looks to identify physical attributes that can be factors in diagnosing sleep apnea. She told us all about it, even brought a model to show us, but you'll need to watch the video to see that. This conversation was recorded at the Awake Together Summit in San Francisco, September 2019. Christina, what is a speech pathologist?
1: A speech pathologist is a very broad career, to be fair. Um, We treat everything from... Um, Lisps and stutters, which I think is what people traditionally think of a speech pathologist as doing, um, working in schools and helping children. Um, In my previous career as a speech pathologist, I actually worked in hospitals, helping people with brain injuries, working and to regain their ability to communicate, but also working on swallowing disorders. Um, And that's kind of where I got interested in sleep apnea, where speech pathology and sleep apnea meet is in the resting postures of the mouth. So that can be the posture of the tongue. That can be oral or nasal breathing. So the lips should be closed. Also in how we swallow, which is why speech pathologists have worked on swallowing disorders for years. Um, And also in speech. So we often see that lisps are often persistent in people with sleep disorders. When we are resting our tongue, the tongue should be up against the roof of the mouth. Okay, so the tip of the tongue should be right up here where we make our N sound. Mm, So we hold it right behind, but not touching the teeth. The remainder of the tongue should be sealed up against the roof of the mouth and out of the airway. All right. Um, The idea is that if the tongue is out of the airway, it's not falling back in when we're sleeping. That's where my contribution to the team is. With sleep apnea, we're not exactly sure where the the constricture is, but if we can take the tongue out of that, then that's a huge piece.
0: What brings a patient into your office?
1: I have people who come to me that have been through school speech-language pathology. They have often had, um, you know, they've been working on their lisp. They may even still have a little bit of a re- residual difficulty with their R sound or their sh. Ch, j, the S-H, the C-H, and the J. Um, But most commonly, it's that S and Z. Uh, But that isn't usually the thing that brings them into into my room. Usually, they're being referred by another professional who's noticed that, hey, that tongue is really pushing on those teeth. And you're on your second or third set of braces, or maybe you're still a teenager, and that tongue pushing on those teeth has caused it to open up. And so they're actually usually there for cosmetic reasons because that tongue pushing on those teeth during the swallow or that tongue that tongue pushing on those teeth at rest has totally messed up their teeth, and they want a beautiful smile. And so they're coming to me for that. Um, but because they're there, they're like, oh, but you're a speech path, so we want you to help us with our speech. Um, a lot of the clients are also coming in, telling me that, oh, you know, I have the worst pain in my jaw. Um, They often have um, temporomandibular joint disorders. Um, And so I'm often helping them with those as well. Um, But again, that's not what brought them to me, but they're being referred to me by the other professionals who do know that by getting that tongue up against the roof of the mouth, it actually can take the pressure off the masseter muscles. Um, So that's that's kind of where I can...
0: Will correcting one issue cure sleep apnea too?
1: Just correcting a lisp isn't going to correct the sleep apnea. The It, it may. I mean, I don't, but it, I suspect what more likely is going to happen, I'm going to bring up my breath. more likely so if you just bring the tongue back it could still be resting down on the floor of the mouth we really need for a sleep apnea population that tongue needs to be up and sealed against the roof of the mouth so that it can be suctioned and held out of the airway Um, the side benefit is that maybe we have removed that residual lisp that was there Um, but that's yeah it, it doesn't usually work both ways
0: Christina, what are some benefits of the Awake Together Summit?
1: For me, coming to the conference today, the best part was really hearing the client perspectives. I really like hearing their various histories um, and just how sleep apnea is really, truly impacting them. Um, And it's really exciting for me to be able to share my story on how I can potentially help be part of their story.
0: Thanks for joining us. To learn more, get a transcript, see the video of this interview, and much, much more, go to sleepapnea.org. You'll also find links to all our social media feeds. You can subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The theme music is Deliberate Thought by Kevin MacLeod via filmmusic.io and incompetech.com. Please join us next time. Thank you.